everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Talk It Out with Pratika Karkwal, a place to hear stories, experiences, and impact in the field of mentoring and mental health. These two are one of the most important causes for today's youth. I'm your host, Pratika Karkwal, a current high schooler who is a passionate advocate for these causes and is here to provide you with a place to hear and learn from the inspiring experiences of our guests. We have here with us today, Dolores Drillette Morton, CEO of Step Up, a mentorship nonprofit providing the structure for girls and those who identify with girlhood to define their ideal destination and get there. And a very fun, cool fact about Step Up is that they have many notable supporters, including Stephanie Beatrice from Disney's movie Encanto, who voiced my favorite character, Mirabelle, Julie Bowen from Modern Family, and singer, actress, producer, and businesswoman, Selena Gomez. So so Step Up is definitely well-known and well-supported for their positive impact on girls' empowerment and mentoring. So Dolores, thank you so much for joining us here today. We are excited to dive deeper into mentoring with you. So let's get to know a little bit more about our guest. So Dolores, tell us a bit about your education, early career, and any mentor or empowering individual in your life. Laura, thank you for having me, Pratika. And I hope I can say something that's helpful and empowering to your audience. Um, I'll start by um, my career has been kind of not a direct, you know, um, straight up the ladder type of career. I, you know, like many young women had to find my way. Um, I got an English degree. Um, so my academic studies were in English. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, and then I thought I wanted to be a writer. Um, and I actually do still write a lot, um, but I am not using my writing skills in the same way that I had planned. Um, I was gonna be an author, write fiction. Um, and I, but I do still read a lot and I do write fiction, but I use most of my writing skills to convey the importance of empowering women and empowering young women in particular to achieve their dreams of success. Um, I'm from a small town in South Louisiana on the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and I was the first in my family to attend college. Um, and so it has been important to me to be an example to other girls. Um, one important, interesting thing about me is that my um, father was a preacher. Um, and uh, as a preacher's daughter, um, I spent a lot of time in service to others. Um, and that looked like sometimes going to a hospital to visit um, someone from our congregation who was sick, um, or bringing a meal to a family in need, or um, or visiting um, someone who was was suffering or struggling, you know. So I grew up in a household um, that lived by the ethos of service to a cause greater to, uh, greater than oneself. Um, and so I always knew that service and doing for others was going to be important to me because that was the example um, that was led um, in my household. Um, and I was fortunate that, um, that while I was giving to others, there were others who were giving to me. And I might not have seen it or known it at the time, um, but you asked the question about people who were important in my journey. And there was a woman at my church who was also a math teacher at my school. Her name was Nellie Watkins, is Nellie Watkins. She's still, still with us. And one of the things that Nellie did was she took me on across the state of Louisiana to compete in these um, 
oratorical contest. So these public mm -hmm. speaking competitions, I was a competitive public speaker. Um, and so she took me to compete um, and I'd have to sometimes get a topic in the morning and think about how I wanted to speak and compete against other teenagers um, on those topics. And so Nellie would, would coach me in the afternoon and then I'd go and speak um, publicly. And I think today I'm able to get up in front of audience of tens of thousands even um, and speak with confidence and poise and grace because she believed in me so fully throughout the years. And I can do that because of women like Nellie. And so many, uh, Nellie is just one of the women mentors who took me on that journey through college, who helped me to believe mm -hmm. that college was an opportunity for me, was within reach, even though my parents had gone. I was um, led by example with my mother and my father who gave service as one of the gifts that they gave to me. And then all of the other women who um, were a part of my journey. So that, that little nugget of English and reading turned into my love for words and speaking. And then Nellie took the, the, that love and fed it into this um, competitive um, communication skill that, that I honed over the years. So I hope some of that is helpful. And so, so when I say it's not, it wasn't a straight line. It was these little jewels along the way that um, that helped me to become CEO at Step Up. Yeah, I think that's um, very inspiring what you said, right? Like we don't have to have a, you know, for all our listeners, we don't have to have like a linear career path. You can try new things and, you know, be your passions, as you said, being a lawyer, writer. And I can tell from your background that you love books and, and that's really cool how you use your passion for writing and now you're using it for girl empowerment and, you know, being a voice um, for all those girls. And I, I like how you talked about how your family, your background, your childhood really, you know, shaped you in terms of service to others and how, you know, you're very, you know, service driven. And that's the whole point of step up too, right? Their whole goal is to help those girls be of service to them. And, um, you know, how you talked about kind of, um, you said, you know, you gave to others, others gave to you. And you talked about Nellie, right? Your mentor. Um, and so you talked about how public speaking, she helped you with that. And I think that's really one of the, you know, beauty of mentoring as well, right? You talked about how, you know, she gave to you, you gave to her, and it, it's just that wonderful relationship, right? That's the beauty of a mentor and a mentee. And then you talked about how your love for service became your love for speaking, and then that allowed you to become CEO of Step Up. So I think that's a, that's a really, you know, wonderful way to put all your passions together, your childhood, your background, your mentorship experiences, and, you know, being who you, the great person you are today. So I think that's really, really cool for us to hear and very inspiring. So I know you talked about um, Nellie making you passionate about pursuing the cause of girl empowerment, but like, you know, if is there anyone else who made you specific, you know, to girl empowerment, um, who made you passionate about this? And how did you decide you wanted to be a part of Step Up specifically, like their organization? I'll go a little bit deeper into my career trajectory. I have spent my entire career of about almost 30 years now in the nonprofit sector. Um, so I started talking about my life of service, but I, I've worked um, locally on issues like um, housing, poverty housing was one of the issues that I've tackled. I've ta tackled um, disaster response and recovery. I've tackled veterans returning from um, foreign wars. I've tackled um, attendance, you know, school attendance and literacy. So there there's kind of not an issue that I haven't 
um, haven't touched in some way uh, everything related to education. Um, and I realized at some point that I was working so broad, you know, so at one point in my career, I, I was literally working on all of the issues and, and the common thread was how do everyday people tackle these issues? How can, how can a, a, a woman in Idaho help someone who's struggling with reading? How can, you know, uh, someone, a veteran help with disaster response? How can someone help with, with housing recovery? You know, so I was working on all of these issues, but it, it, it got so big that I felt pretty far removed from the problem. And one of the things that I did was I spent time talking with, um, with, a, with a mentor who just kind of started asking me questions about when I found the most joy mm -hmm. in my work. And I found the most joy when I was working and connecting with young people. And when I was proximate to the work, when I could, you know, connect with a person with a name, you know, so mm -hmm. I, when I, I was so far removed from the work, when I was looking at spreadsheets and data, but I didn't know the name of a person who was being helped, you know, or the person who was doing the helping, right? So I, when I didn't know a Pratika that was being helped by a Dolores, when I didn't <laughs> have those names to connect, yeah. um, it, it, it was missing for me. I think the other thing was when I couldn't connect my personal story to the people that were being helped. And so when I couldn't see myself in the people that I was connecting with. And so that's how it went. So, so today, when I look at the, the young people that we work with, I see myself in the girls that we support. And in particular, I'm a brown woman, I'm a black woman, you know, and so I'm particularly passionate about girls of color, you know, and girls. And so that's one of the things that, that drives me. And so that's, you know, I started really focused and narrowing in on this is the area that I most want to impact. I want to be able to help communities like my own, help young women from communities like my own, and then really to help girls in particular, because society and the systems that we work in and live in are just not built for us. And mm -hmm. so that's how I narrowed in and realized this is where I want to work. And I started looking at other women and talking to other women about this work and this idea. Um, and I had a mentor who, when the opportunity to work at Step Up kept coming across my desk, I was like, yes, I want to do the work, but I never thought I wanted to be the CEO doing the work. <laughs> so someone was like, hey, you should apply for this job. I was like, oh no, not CEO, not CEO. And it was a mentor who finally convinced me, Dolores, you've got the skills, you can do this. And I put my hat in the ring and was so surprised that the organization was like, of course you can do it. And so this being a part of this really phenomenal network of powerful women who not only um, are powerful in their own right, but believe enough in me to that, yes, you can lead and we're going to support you as you lead this organization mm -hmm. and, and believe in the vision that you have and helping me to articulate the vision has been so important. And so women like Kay Kramer, who Kay Kramer, Popsky, who was the founder, who is now a mentor to me and helping me to mm -hmm. work. So I have, have gone from the mentors that I have to expanding um, my network of all, to a whole new um, network of mentors um, in the last four years since I joined the organization. 
Yeah, I think that that what you said, right? You wanted to find joy with like connecting with the people, you know, not just, you know, doing the other parts, but just being one-on-one and making those connections. And how you said, I think it's really interesting how you went from, you know, have, you know, having a mentor to push you into this, you know, you know, encouraging you to join this career and then creating the mentoring, you know, empire that Step Up is, right? And having that network of girls who really helped, you know, push this initiative forward and I think it's really interesting how you went from being like the mentee you know getting advice and now you know you're a mentor so I think that's again what theme I guess of our discussion today right you can easily be both and it's really beneficial right it's a it's a give and take so you're just really learning both ways and so I think that's really interesting so um this podcast is really you know all about those stories and experiences I know you shared a lot of them and you know just sharing more with our listeners so do you like have any powerful stories to share with our listeners of how step up girl empowerment has positively impacted and changed the life of a youth member Sure. Um, I, I had a, a recent story of a girl in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, we had a, a conference, a mentoring event with, and she was pretty kind of distraught because she was in a room with all girls who were heading straight to college. And she, and one of the things we believe is that every path is valid. Um, but she wasn't ready to go to college. She wanted to go into the military, mm-hmm. but felt like everyone in her life was not supportive of her decision. Um, and I asked her why the military and why, um, where, where did she ultimately want to go? And she wanted to be a chef, um, but she went to a school that was a college prep school. Her sister, older sister had gone to that school and was current, was, is currently in college. And she was struggling because she had been forced to do all of these college applications, had been accepted, had scholarships, and, you know, was being forced down this path that she just really didn't feel like was right for her. Um, And she wanted to join the military because she wanted to travel a bit and explore cuisine from other parts of the world. Mm -hmm. And what she appreciated from me was this opportunity to just feel heard, just feel like someone was listening to her. So I don't, you know, this idea that sometimes mentoring is listening. Um, And she emailed me back um, a few weeks ago. She's since graduated from high school Mm -hmm. and she emailed me back and she said, she's made a compromise with her mother. Um, I am gonna go and I'm gonna do one year of college and decide if it's right for me. And the military will always be there. Mm-hmm. these scholarships may not always be there and so that's where she's landed she said but thank you for listening and the reason I, I tell that story Pratika is because mm-hmm. sometimes we're afraid to mentor because we're afraid that we're going to steer someone down the wrong path or we don't want to say something that's counter to what their mother says or what their school is saying but sometimes mm-hmm. it is just helpful to be a listener you know, so mentoring is as much about listening and being present as it is about giving guidance and direction. And so sometimes as a mentor, we think we need to have all of the right answers. And it's not always about having the right answers. Sometimes it's about letting a person come to the right answer on their own. Um, and so I, I, I think that that's a, that's a good um, story for young women out there, girls out there who are you know, wanting to go find somebody else to give them the answer. Sometimes you have the answer. You just need somebody to talk through it 
with you and help you to get there on your own. And, and I was like, I support your decision, decision, right? So someone just to make you feel heard and supported. And really that was all she needed from me in that moment. So just really happy to help her. One other, other story is a girl told me her face hurt. You know, we had another mentoring event and she was like, my face hurt. And I was so afraid. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what can I do for you? And she said, it was from smiling. And, she, <laughs> and so she said her face hurt because she smiled so much. And, you know, we talk about mental health, but she was so happy to be in this environment where other girls were feeding such positive energy into her. All of the mentors were feeding positive energy and uh, creating the space of what's possible and what's what um, and, and had relieved pressure from her right and what what she shared is that at school she's under pressure to perform academically like we're struggling with with bullying I'm struggling with how I look but in this space that step up is creating we're just creating these spaces that are just so positive you know and I'm able to think about my future in a supportive environment rather than in this pressure cooker that girls live in today and we know mm-hmm. we see um, re- released a report recently that talked about how you know girls are faced with so much um, negative um, thoughts and thoughts of violence and um, hopelessness and so that we're able to create this space especially with mentors where we can counter those negative thoughts where we can mm-hmm. counter the thoughts of, of hopelessness um, you know so that like that is to be able to have a girl to say I have, I smiled so much today that my face hurts, right? Like that is kind of a thing that is so, um, that that makes my work worthwhile. So those are are the moments. Um, Shamaya is the girl in um, in Chicago. I always like to make sure I use names. So Shamaya is the girl in Chicago. I can't remember the young woman's name um, who was, and this was in Dallas, um, I think was the, the other one, but those are two that are just so, so so just give make me um, remember why I don't like to just think of myself as a CEO who prepares board reports. I like to get in in there with the girls and and be able to connect to them as much as I because I don't I don't don't do the work for the board reports. Mm-hmm. I do the work so I can connect to the girls and whenever I'm able to do that, I want to make sure I can. And it's really moments like these that you know you really chose to be a step up right? Like just yes, exactly. these moments, creating these, you know, wonderful memories and having that impact. I think what you, what you said about a mentor just being a listening ear, right? You don't need to, you know, you don't, as a mentor, you know, it's not always just being scared to give the right advice. Just sometimes you don't need to do the talking, right? Uh, you can just do the listening and just being mindful in the moment. And you don't need to give the answers. You can just, um, by listening to them, you can guide them to the answer, right? Sometimes, as you said, a lot of the times the mentees have the answers. They just don't have someone who can hear them out, who can connect with them. And so I think that's really, again, the beauty of the mentorship relationship, right? You're able to really just connect. Doesn't need to be a, you know, stressful, like, you know, I'll give you advice. It can just be a really casual, just you know, I'm going to connect and relate with you. And, you know, as you, I think you mentioned about the impact of mentoring on mental health. Um, I think that those two topics really go well, you know, together. It's because they complement each other, right? Mentoring helps with mental health and mental health improvement can be because of mentoring. So I think that what you said about that positive energy that comes from the mentorship relationship, that's really what 
we're striving to, especially for youth, right? That's what really is going to help us because it's um, as a mental health, you know, advocate, I know how like important it is mentoring and mental health for them to, you know, they complement each other. And I think it's very important for mentorship, as you said, to create the space of possibilities, you know, remove all those negative thoughts, feelings of hopelessness, and, you know, just making a girl her face hurt from smiling, right? That's what um, <laughs> that's what mentorship's all about. And that's just a beautiful story that you shared with us. So, you know, just talking about, you know, since your childhood, what differences have you seen in today's society in terms of girls' empowerment? You know, I think that as we've gone along, we've, we've made tremendous strides, right? I think that when I was growing up and I'm years old, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that there was, there were roles, you know, boxes that girls mm-hmm. were put into, right? I can remember little things like what kind of bag I was allowed to carry to school, <laughs> you know, like specific things like I couldn't carry a backpack, right? So like I was not allowed to carry a backpack. Girls didn't wear backpacks. So things like that. And, you know, just the the, the limited freedom of, of, of what I was able to do, you know? And so just that, that, just the, that my hands couldn't be free because I had to hold a bag. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think that, that both phys- the physical limitations put on, on girls um, about what you could and couldn't do, what you could and couldn't achieve um, psychologically were limiting. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm pretty fortunate that I grew up in a household where, you know, on the one hand, my father, mm-hmm. you know, do anything you can achieve anything but on the other hand he was like oh but but girls behave this way right so there there were there was this dichotomy of he's telling me with his words Mm -hmm. one thing but also telling also saying but you have to fit in this box Mm -hmm. right so there's there's a a a stark difference between what a but I I would never say the same thing to my daughters today I have two adult daughters who I would have Mm -hmm. never told you know, you have to behave this way. Girls don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, so I think that, that we've made tremendous strides and what, you know, what fields girls are expected to be able to achieve in and excel. in. you know, I grew up in an era where girls were in the arts and boys were in the sciences, Um, you know, but, but now we are, we are, women and girls are in every field and represented everywhere, maybe not sufficiently, um, I'd love to see more representation, but I do think that the empowerment um, has certainly made tremendous mm-hmm. strides. Um, and so I'm loving seeing it. Yeah, I think that I know that there is like, you know, a big difference in terms of, you know, back then, even though some parents were very supportive of like, you know, um, having, you know, a girl, but sometimes, you know, it was just in the minds of people. And I think that what you said is right. Those stereotypes, you know, recently have, you know, definitely decreased. Now we can see girls in many different fields. And, you know, that's, again, Step Up is definitely playing playing a big role in that. And so I think that, that, again, a lot to do with that mentorship relationship, right? Just making sure, you know, girls have someone to listen to them and then they can follow their passions. They're not, you know, I guess, marginalized to this particular job, they can do whatever they want and be whoever they want to be. And so I think that's definitely true. So what what do you think, you know, were there any challenges? I know you talked about the challenges for girls empowerment, but like, what do you think can be done for further reform? You know, I think that I'd love to see more women at the table making decisions about women. Mm-hmm. You know, that is the biggest challenge, especially here in the U.S., 
-hmm. is that the people that are making decisions about girls and young women are not girls and young Mm -hmm. women you know and are even even the women that are making decisions are not the ones who have to live with the decisions who are going to have to live with the decisions Mm -hmm. they are you know out of touch they haven't been you know in a school you know or in in decades even Mm -hmm. so so far removed from the consequences of the decisions that they that they're making um so i think that's the biggest challenge that we face is is that you know we we are taking away resources from schools we're taking away resources from girls we are limiting access to to things that are necessary mm-hmm. um that that are and 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 just going to start to I talked about the progress we've made. Mm-hmm. I am afraid that some of the policies and practices that are being employed right now will start to roll back that progress. And so that's mm-hmm. my biggest concern. And so I really hope that we can get the right decision makers in place. Um, mm-hmm. And that that and I'm really counting on this next generation. Like mm-hmm. I, I think it's like even even I'm too old. Like I really am counting on your generation, you know, to to be able to help um, to help advance things. I think I, I look at, at at your voices. Like I'm doing a podcast with the high school student is just awesome, right? So I feel like your voices are so so strong, so powerful, and can make such a difference. Yeah, I think um, for our listeners, it's very important for us to continue to advocate. Um, right, as you said, for us to be in the decision making process and make sure that we're avid advocates for, you know, mentorship and, you know, in general, just, you know, these empowerment. And I think that that's very important for us to continue, as you said, you know, the next generation, I think um, we're definitely going to be doing that. Um, so, Dolores, do you have any final notes to just share with our listeners in regards to mentoring, mental health, girls empowerment and, you know, anything you have to add? I think the, the the thing I'd leave leave your listeners with is never feel like you're alone um, and find a mentor. There are women in particular who are willing, ready, able to mentor you. And for, for women out there, you know, mentoring isn't hard. Um, it's not complicated that mentoring happens in between the lines in everyday moments. It's not, um, it doesn't have to be a commitment of a lifetime. It can be a one-time conversation. So some of the best mentors have had mentoring moments that I've had have been just one-off conversations that I've carried with me for my entire life. So take a moment, reach out, get connected. You're never alone. And so if I would would encourage any, especially teenager, don't ever mm-hmm. feel alone. There's no loneliness and hopelessness are not necessary. Don't mm-hmm. feel hopeless. Connect to somebody. Connect a step up. Yeah, you know, we've got online opportunities for mentoring. Um, and if you if we come to uh, an event in your community, sign up for it. So like we do have such a powerful community of mentoring um, yeah. and mentorship. So connect to those. Yes, thank you I so think much for having me, Pratika. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing. I know at the beginning we talked about, you know, your nonlinear career path. I think that's very inspiring for our listeners. You talked about the beauty of mentorship it being really just listening and understanding right and then you're not alone right make sure that you know no mentoring is not a hard job it's just a you know fun it doesn't have to be a you know planned out conversation it can be a really just casual you know I understand you type of situation I think that that's so important in the mentorship relationship and so 
that wraps up today's very insightful session with Dolores. Um, and so the CEO of Step Up, we're so grateful for you giving your time to us today, Dolores. Thank you so much. Um, for our listeners, have a great rest of your day. Don't forget to subscribe to Talk It Out with Pratika Karkwal for more content like this. And please feel free to share your topic requests. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much, Dolores. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.